with Democrats soon to hold the House. Rhode Island Representative Jim Langevin is set to take over as chairman of the House Armed Services Emerging Threats and Capabilities Subcommittee. He's long been a proponent of scrupulous cybersecurity, and he plans to bring that to his leadership role next year. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke with Langevin about his plans for January and beyond. Republicans have left some important oversight work on the table, notably the issue of of cybersecurity. I'm certainly going to follow the issue of election security very closely. And uh, as you know, the the defense uh, cyber strategy was very uh, forward-leaning. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're exercising rigorous oversight in the the realm of cybersecurity uh, and uh, certainly a big focus of of HASC and uh, Committee on Homeland Security will be uh, working to hold the administration accountable on these top strategies, uh, uh, both the the DOD cyber strategy, the White House cyber strategy, and the Homeland Security cyber strategy. Uh, We want to make sure that they are... Uh, they're held accountable and that we're, we're probably implementing this, these new strategies. But uh, I'm, I'm also you know, very concerned, too, about the, the fact that the cybersecurity coordinator in the White House was fired. Ostensibly, that position was eliminated by John Bolton. How are we coordinating cybersecurity is going uh, to be an ongoing focus of what I'm, I'm concerned about. And, uh, and then beyond that, we're going to also continue to track the evolution of authorities delegated to U.S. Cybercom, especially those under the new uh, National uh, Security Policy Memorandum, and ensure that they uh, continue to build toward global stability in, uh, in, in cyberspace. I'm also uh, very proud to have been appointed as a member of the uh, Cyber uh, Security Solarium Commission uh, that was created in, uh, this, in the FY19 NDAA. And so uh, members are now being appointed, and uh, I look forward to that commission meeting uh, soon. But that will chart the, the overall strategy, uh, U.S. strategy in, in cyberspace uh, going, going forward. Uh, in, in very much the, the first uh, Solarium Commission that was, uh, that was created uh, basically defined the strategy of how we uh, deal with the, uh, the, the USSR. Uh, and uh, it served that strategy served the U.S. well going forward, and the, the West well in, in how to confront and uh, did, uh, deal with an emerging uh, uh, former USSR. And now, now the same kind of construct or model will be focused on how, what is what should U.S. cyber strategy uh, be going forward. So I'm looking forward to being a part of that. Beyond that, um, we're going to work to ensure that DHS and DOD are properly resourced to protect U.S. interests, especially with uh, the, the stand-up of the, the new cybersecurity and infrastructure security uh, agency, which is being signed into law uh, this morning, as I understand it, by the, uh, by the president. But that had been uh, a couple of years in the making, and it's, uh, it's a great morale boost, but it gives a better definition of what uh, the, um, this new this, this, uh, reorganization, what, what their mission is. And I'm very grateful for the work of the men and women of uh, DHS and, and what they're doing in, in uh, protecting the nation in cyberspace. And this uh, gives them more uh, clarity in, 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 their, in their mission. Uh, so we're going uh, to continue to track implementation of the Cybersecurity Act of 2015. Uh, that's the information sharing legislation that passed the Congress uh, to ensure that 
there was broad and robust information sharing between the government and the private sector, and then the private sector back to the government. I can tell you that that has not lived up to its potential or what I had certainly hoped we would accomplish in, in terms of sharing uh, robust, robust threat information, uh, threat signatures, and network speed, machine speed. That has not happened at all uh, to the level it needs to happen. So we're going to uh, continue to focus on that and ensure that the new authorizations and liability protections are meaningfully contributing to our cybersecurity. And the last thing I'll, I'll mention uh, in terms of uh, cyber priorities, uh, I've introduced uh, a data breach notification law in this Congress. I'll be reintroducing that next Congress. But uh, we, have 40, we have 50 different state laws right now that govern when data breach notification has to happen in terms of uh, notifying customers that their data has been compromised. My bill would bring a, a uniform 30-day standard. It would put the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, in charge of coordinating uh, response when there is a when there is a, um, a breach that occurs and determine whether or not customers actually need to be notified. And it also incentivizes companies to uh, to do more to protect customer data. So. Those are the, it's a it's a, a pretty full agenda and, and uh, basket of things that I'm going to be focusing on. Like the Congress needs to focus on, but I'm excited about what's coming next in, uh, in January, and, and I'm ready to hit the ground running. Great, and and you mentioned the Cybersecurity Sharing Act. What are your concerns with that? Is it when it comes to not enough sharing? Is it the industry side that's not giving up what they have, or is it government that's not uh, taking in enough? Where where are your concerns with that? My hope it would be that that uh, most of the uh, Fortune 500 companies and a significant number of the Fortune 5,000 companies would be both taking in uh, the, the the threat signatures and threat information that the government is providing uh, to them, and that then we'd have robust sharing back with with those uh, with those companies, both the Fortune 500 and the Fortune 5,000 companies. The reality is. Right now, by last count, uh, we had only six companies uh, sharing back with the uh, uh, with the the government, and only uh, uh, around 200 or so companies that were even accepting the threat signatures that the the government is offering. That just seems incomprehensible to me that the numbers would be that low, but that's the reality, and and we've got to do better. And do you chalk that up to their fear of losing proprietary information, or do, do you know why there's not that much interest? It is unclear, and there's probably a variety of reasons for it, but no reason, not enough, uh, in my mind, the reasons aren't, aren't good enough, and, and you know, we need to get our arms around uh, why and how we can incentivize uh, more Robust uh, information sharing. Look, the only the way best the only way we're going to really effectively uh, protect ourselves in cyberspace, our companies, and the government is to inoculate all of us when we when we know of a threat signature that's that's uh, could could uh, pose harm. I mean, and you uh, mentioned the DoD cyber policy and how that's a little more aggressive or a lot more aggressive than previous strategies. What in particular concerns you about that strategy, and what do you really think you need to keep your eye on as as when it comes to oversight? You know, it's the unintended, unintended consequences. If we are going to be uh, more proactive in cyberspace, I think that's a that can be a good thing. Um, but uh, working with with allies, having a you know international coordination is is essential. Um, and you know, we we need to have, by the way, a, a 
the cybersecurity coordinator of the State Department. That's another position that was eliminated uh, by the, the by the current administration. Big mistake. Uh, you know, this is cybersecurity is not just a U.S. problem or challenge. It's an international problem and challenge that we need to work on together. And having an international, uh, you know, focus and having somebody at the State Department who's going to help coordinate those cyber strategies and responses is essential. And that was a major step backward. Rhode Island Democratic Representative Jim Langevin speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. Be sure to check Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.